Hello and welcome to Pop Off with Michael and Terry, a pop culture review and recommendation podcast with a queer and Mexican point of view. How have you been? <laughs> um, I've been okay. Uh, November was kind of crappy in just that uh, the teachers were on strike in Portland, which I oh. fully, fully support. And I'm glad they got somewhat of a good <clears throat> deal from the district. But I was caught in the middle between the two entities of the teaching staff and the district oh, because man. I'm not a teacher. I run a nonprofit that uh, gives kids... Uh, enrichment programs after school so I'm a contractor yeah. so like it just was it was tricky and it was hard to have our staff stay sustained um because they're hourly workers and it was just really messy it was a messy month um but we figured it out and that's when I have to like put on my director hat and do a lot of gymnastics and I, I I'm thankful that uh not one employee skipped a day of pay for all of November that's and great we were able to provide childcare to families who needed it and um we were able to bounce back financially so all good things but it definitely took a lot of work that i was it felt very covidy and i don't like that like oh yeah like, yeah like school shut down we were not allowed in the building and it was like every day it was like it could be over tomorrow or a week or a month we don't know and i was like i hate this feeling so that, that uh, not knowing i hate it, it and and like half of it was like okay i've done this before i know what i'm doing like i got through covid we were shut down for eight months and i, I figured it out but uh it's like i have the skills but you just don't want to use them anymore you want to just Isn't get back that... to yeah you know, like normalcy it's crazy because i think that um in a way some of us here in the states are like oh yeah covid that happened and it was awful and we dealt with it and whatever mm -hmm. and we think like like you were saying the mindset of like when we were in it and we didn't know when or if it would ever be over, it was this like stinking, awful, awful feeling. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because I think that now we're like, yeah, well, COVID we dealt with it and we get our shots or whatever. Fine. Um, but it's interesting how it still directly affects people. Like for instance, one of my friends and their husband was going to come over for Thanksgiving. And then she was like, I have COVID. Yeah. I was like, Oh man. So like, she really can't leave that, you know, like, yeah. It's just yeah, crazy to stuck. think about, but yeah, I literally just got my uh the other day my COVID booster and a mm -hmm. flu shot. Mm -hmm. Like I went to the doctor for checkup, right? So they'd give me a COVID booster in one arm, flu shot in the other arm, and then uh, they had to take my blood because they were going to run tests and stuff, just like standard checkup, whatever. But the girl taking my blood was a trainee, and so all I could think oh my about God. You, you watched Will and Grace, right? Yeah. So all I could think about was like when the, the actress, Elise, I think her name's Jennifer Elise Cox. She played Jan Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. Oh, yeah. She comes in and she's supposed to take Grace. Like, um, I don't drive, but like yeah. I keep trying to take the test. But I'm like, this is hard. Like, that's all I could think about. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there like, I, I'm fine with needles. I just don't want to look at it. Yeah. But the trainee then tried to take my blood in my left arm. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. Mm. So then the woman who was training her then had to take my blood in, in my right arm. And usually the booster and the flu shot whatever don't really affect me in a mm -hmm. negative way the way that it does for a lot of people but this time it did for like a couple mm -hmm. days mm -hmm. so i was out for a couple days but i don't know i just kind of watched tv and yeah and whatever but but yeah but i just kind of dealt with it i guess i don't know yeah and then of course i posted on my instagram or something like oh feeling kind of crappy got my covid booster and like a flu shot whatever and some rando came for me like you are perpetuating a fake thing and oh COVID's not real. And, and I was like, can you 
not. Yeah, like, we're done with that. Like, That's tired. Like it, it's more and more and more. I'm like, I, I like I keep Instagram because I'm like, well, at least that one's like mostly, you know, like images and whatever. And I feel like it's a lot less toxic than say like X or whatever people's right. Twitter or whatever. But I guess it just happens all of I don't know. More and more I'm like here's I'm rambling, but here's what I think might be a solution to a lot of online trolling that happens mm -hmm. is when someone comes for you with a nasty comment, someone is trolling you or saying something nasty. I think that they I think what we collectively need to believe is that they have less going on in their life than the person they're coming for. Yeah. Because that means they have the time to complain about it, which means they're a less interesting person than you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like, I don't like I, I don't have time. I don't have that time or energy to like comment no. on someone nasty on someone's thing because I have other shit going on. Mm -hmm. So don't tell don't don't tell the world that yeah. you are basic and less right. interesting than someone else. Right. Like, right. So dumb. Anyway. Like this is where you're putting your energy and it's also like right. it's like trying to like there's it, there's no like <clears throat> invitation for any kind of conversation because right they're, they're not open to any kind of back and forth yeah. they just want to like scream their thing and like be like i did it but there's not like a and what do you think about that you know and like even right. if you tried or if they were open like it's not going to go anywhere so it's just a lost cause so it's like you totally. let them scream and you know, I think the best thing with any kind of troll is just non-attention because that's literally what they need. They need to be noticed. Yeah. Um, I mean, that and holiday prep are pretty much what I've been up to. Just, you know, yep. getting ready for for the holidays. Uh-huh. The holiday season has been very uh, awesome for me. I've been really into it. I started decorating mid-November. Oh, I have a yeah, tree up. Yeah, I, I really feel the vibes. And we got a second tree this year. Ooh, like, are you are you we, well, rich? We, well, no, but they're like <laughs> just kidding. Four, they're like 40 bucks at Walmart. I know, no, I know. So it's like, a big deal. So we have a regular tree that's like a green one with colored lights and ornaments yeah. and whatever but we for some reason we both wanted a white tree this year yeah so we got a white tree put pink lights on it Love and then it. we put all of our like ornament because scott and I both have ornaments from like the 60s the, the and Fun. the 40s from like our uh -huh. grandparents right yeah so we put all those on it and then all of our like queer themed ornaments I love on it. that tree i so love it's it it's kind of like our gay 60s tree <laughs> totally i love that yeah, i love kind of getting a little bit more too I love seeing the old pictures from like the 60s and 70s. And it's these like old people, like, well, they weren't even old at the time, but they're like smoking inside with their big glasses. Yeah. And the tree in the background is this like white tree that has like silver and like, you know, mm -hmm. pops of blue. It was like such a vintage thing. Um, totally. I go way more 80s rustic. That's like my vibe. I think I really like to get deeply nostalgic. So I have a really big tree that have the huge ceramic multicolored bulbs because they remind me of a Christmas story. And oh, I, was, totally. I have these like be these like wooden beads that go around the tree. And they were ones that my mom used to put on our tree. They're the exact same ones from when I was a kid and they're like red and white. And I remember being a kid and thinking they were great when I was little. But then when I got to be like a teenager, I was like, mom, these are so gross. Like, you cannot put these on the tree anymore. These are so tacky. This is so country bumpkin. And then I found them in my mom's basement and I was like, oh, my God. And I have them on the tree now and I love them. It's like I rekindled that. Yeah, it's because from when you were a kid. Yeah, like Christmas to me is all about like partying 
the campiness and the nostalgia. And like, those are things that I love. So it really did I all- talk to you about, did I talk to you about this like last year that it doesn't feel like Christmas unless you have those like big colored bulbs? Was yeah, that you? yeah, 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 probably yeah. me because that's what I yeah. have. Yes, I Same. love them. I love yeah. them. Um, and then it's just like, you know, I have like tacky shit all over the house. Like I do not do modern minimalist classic or classy Christmas. It's like joy exploded everywhere. I watch these Hallmark movies and I'm like, that's what I want. I want it to look tacky and big yeah. and body and messy. I love it. Totally maximalist. <laughs> yep. I got a um, five, five foot Santa that stands in my doorway now. So that's awesome. Yep. Bought it at I Home Depot. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, let's well, talk about movies. Let's pop off about movies. Love it. So I went and saw the Marvels. <laughs> okay, I did not. I surprisingly did not. I saw so, the the post credit scene. Right. I was gonna say I told I yeah. I was trying to be very careful, and I messaged mm -hmm. our our I, I don't know what we call our little coven or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Our, and I was like, guys, did you see the post credit, whatever? And you're like, no. And then you Googled it and saw it and looked yeah. it up. It was kind of crazy. What I want to say about the Marvels, uh, well, I'll say this: I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Mm -hmm. I thought it was. Um, it felt like a different kind of Marvel movie. I lo I love Brie Larson. I love Tina mm -hmm. Paris. I lo I loved the Miss Marvel TV show. So I yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. It was really fun. Um, there's also an actor in it who was in um the movie Parasite. Okay. And he's in like two minutes of this movie. Okay. But Brie Larson did this interview where she's like, I think he's the most famous person I've ever worked with. Oh. And I looked and I looked him up on Instagram, and he has like four or five million followers or okay four or five million right um but anyway it was just kind of he plays a really fun character but the thing that i find interesting about this movie is the discourse around it i don't want to get too deep into it again because we were just talking about trolling mm -hmm. but what i want to what i want to mention is a lot of the things i've seen written about the movie are very much like that it bombed that it didn't make a ton of money, that yeah. it this and that, right? And what I find interesting is that it had the same, a very, very close budget to the movies um, like Killers of the Flower Moon, mm. Napoleon, right? Mm -hmm. Those movies made less money than mm -hmm. the Marvels, mm -hmm. and those are considered successful. Yeah, no one says that either of those movies bombed. No one is saying highest grossing movie by a black woman director mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no one is talking and everybody's like oh it made less money than like every marvel movie ever then and like, i'm like yeah i'm like domestically here in the states but worldwide it made more than a lot of other marvel movies so like it's just it's just to me a ridiculous stupid discourse and it i don't like it was it. it felt like it was set up to fail like they were trying to get that idea yeah. out there that it wasn't worth watching why do you think that is is it because it was such a like female-led movie or i honestly believe i honestly believe that's a big part of it mm -hmm. and because when the first movie came out there was when the, when captain marvel came out yeah there was so much talk about like oh brie larson doesn't smile and oh she's like standoffish like, like i i'm pretty sure that like there are quite a few male Marvel heroes who are like <laughs> and smiling yeah, and whatever. Right. Like, who cares? Like, right. I don't. So I, I don't know. It just feels very like misogynistic. I okay. I'll say this, and I want to call this person out. Someone in my family <laughs> said that they, they were like, I don't know if I like Captain Marvel, and I was like, why? 
And they were like, well, I like the Scarlet Witch. And I was like, okay. And they're like, but I don't like Captain Marvel because she shows up like kind of late in the Endgame movies. And, and I don't like it when they make the, the girls just as powerful, if not more than the men. What are they saying? Why? And I was like, have I got news for you about the Scarlet Witch? Yeah, <laughs> like, right? Like, what? Like, wh- why? Like, I don't, I just don't understand it. Like, yeah, I mean, wild. you we're coming from a, a culture, a gay culture and a generation mm-hmm. where like, we were fed video games and we're like, um, I'm going to be Chun-Li. I'm going to be Princess Peach. I'm going to, uh-huh. you know, like, we, we come from like this female empowerment kind of like, thing that we soak up you know we're like who's your diva right 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 and so i just don't get it i just i don't know i i loved it i thought it was really fun and i think everybody should see it well maybe it's not for everybody but that's okay and maybe it'll be well that's what i mean is like it's does it it doesn't have to be for you no it doesn't for you if it's not for here's here's what i understand if it's not for you you can go oh i don't know i don't really think it's for me but okay yeah that's fine it it reminds me of like it reminds me of like, um, did you see the movie Ready Player One? Yes. Okay, I, I read the book. Fine. The movie, fine. I did think that they felt like kind of like straight dudes, like cyber fantasy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what I kept thinking was if this was a virtual reality world where you can be any avatar, you can be anything, mm-hmm. then in that huge battle scene where there's like the Iron Giant and Chucky and Gremlins, mm-hmm. I was like, Where's Shira? Where's Barbie? Where's mm-hmm, Buffy? Mm-hmm. Where's, you know, like, where, where's the My Little Ponies? Where's, right. <laughs> like, are you telling me people wouldn't be those? Yeah. I don't think so. Come on. I don't think so. Of course they would. It, they'd be like, all over the place. Totally. Um, where's every drag race queen? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So anyway, the Marvels, it's, yeah. it sure is for someone, and that someone was me, and I yeah. liked it. So um, I also saw a funny movie that, I really liked and it's I think it's on Hulu. It's called Quiz Lady. Okay. Um it stars Aquafina and Sandra O. Oh. Okay. And it's basically about this like Sandra O oh plays like a the older sister of Aquafina. She's like a total party girl. Um and Aquafina plays this young woman who's like obsessed with basically this show that's like Jeopardy, right? Mm. And then the premise of the movie is that their mom has this big gambling debt and this like mobster basically kidnaps Aquafina's dog and <laughs> says, if you don't pay back your mom's gambling debt, you're, you're, you know, your dog's going to get it. <laughs> and Sandra O oh essentially signs her sister up to go on this game show to win all that money because she's watched this show every single day of her life. And she's really smart, right? Um, and so it was really funny. I think you'd enjoy it, especially because we've talked a lot about like game shows and reality shows and things like that. You yeah. know, it's kind of, and, and I've also never seen Sandra O oh play like a crazy party girl. And that was really fun. And because Aquafina plays like kind of a stick in the mud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it was like, you would think that they would like kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. around, but no. Um, so anyway, it was really fun. I liked it a lot. Fun. And then the other movie I saw recently um, was that new Netflix movie with Julia Roberts and um, Mahershala oh, Ali, Ethan uh, Hawke. Yeah. It's called Leave the World Behind. I've heard mixed things. It's, it's really weird. Is um, it? I, I don't know. Like, so Scott saw it and he was like, I don't like that they kind of like leave some of it up to you. And like, he felt like the movie ended kind of in an unresolved way. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. Um, 
but it, I thought it ended in a funny way that I kind of expected. Um, I don't want to tell you what it would be in case you watch it. Um, but it was very much kind of like a a thriller in regards to like, well, what would happen if like we suddenly didn't have internet access and someone was trying to hack into this and that and you know is that what it's that's about that, that's kind of what kind it's of. okay like like it's it just it starts and it escalates and it escalates so like it's it's essentially this family is on vacation at an airbnb and then a a, a huge oil tanker like is coming straight at them on the beach and then they're like that boat's not stopping so then they have to like run away because the boat comes straight up onto the like beach and they're like what the hell just happened and then they look at their phones and like they suddenly all of nobody has any service and they're like okay so they go back to their airbnb and they don't have internet there and they're like what's happening like okay they turn the tv on like it's and it's one of those like this is a test of the emergency broadcast is right and they're like huh all right whatever um and then the kids go to bed and it's like two in the morning and there's a knock on the door and it's a guy and his daughter and the guy's like hey this is my house mm. and they're like uh what and he's like we were on our way back from the city he's like the there's like trap like one of the freeways is closed for some reason we don't have any service my phone's dying like can we stay here for the night this is my house and julia roberts is like i don't know who you are yeah she's like show me your id and the guy's like oh, well, I left my ID back at the opera house. We were blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, that's where it starts because then gotcha. the power goes out and then this happens. And then, so it. like, it just starts escalating. It's really crazy. Um, I think you should watch it. I'd be curious okay. to see what you think of it. Yeah, I'm um, curious about it. And then the last movie, just real quick, <laughs> called May, December. Okay. It's a new Todd Haynes movie. I believe it's on Netflix. It stars Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. Oh, and, I, yeah, that's the other movie that has, like, super famous people that's suddenly streaming. It's really bizarre. It's basically about Natalie Portman plays an actress who is visiting this woman, played by Julianne Moore, because she's going to play her in a movie. Right. And it's loosely based on, do you remember the story of, I, I don't remember, was her name Mary, I don't want to get this wrong, was it Mary Kay Turner? The, the woman who was a teacher who ended up having an affair with her student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? With, like, a 13-year-old. Yeah, that's essentially who she's playing. Oh, God. It, and it, it, Julianne Moore. Mm -hmm. um, and so Natalie Portman is going to play her in a movie. And so she comes to like her house and starts kind of following her with her permission, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then talking to her husband, who is now like 30. But right, right. At the time. Time. He was like, I don't know what, 13 or something. Yeah. Um, and it's got a really weird tone and really weird music. Like, like for a few moments do you remember how like will ferrell and uh kristen wig made like that that like thriller movie that was like off the like, lifetime like, movie yes yeah, almost yeah. like that a little bit uh-huh um it's bizarre but if you want something kind of weird and what was that, that called again it's called may december like a may december romance gotcha gotcha anyway yeah what have you Fun. been watching so i take november uh, as a month to transition from my Halloween movies to my Christmas movies. <laughs> and there's a lovely intersection of those two themes that is uh, Christmas horror films. And, nice. And I, I found a list on TikTok and I've been checking them off. And 
There's three that I have really enjoyed. There's one I've seen before that I will, I've probably talked about it before in a different podcast or a different episode, but it's called A Christmas Horror Story. And it is so good. It is so underrated. I don't think I'm familiar with this one. Like nobody is. And I've watched it probably a dozen times. I've made people watch it. Everyone who's watched it has been like, that was a wild ride. There's, it's a anthology movie. So there's multiple short stories. All the short stories are intertwined in really uh, interesting ways. And they are all kind of symbolic of different elements of Christmas. Uh, There's like a a Virgin Mary horror story. There's like a Krampus themed one. There's like, what if the the elves at at the North Pole all had like a zombie outbreak and Santa was having to like fight off the zombie elves. Um, And the way that it all ties together is really fun and then the narrator for the whole movie is William Shatner as like the radio talk show host who's living in the town where all these things are happening and and he's just getting drunker and drunker which is the crazy thing about that movie is when you watch it keep in mind that as they were filming this movie William Shatner was like 87 years old because today he's like 95 years old and he looks like he's 60 maybe 70 like in this movie he's 87 and you would think he's 60 years old like his voice his face he doesn't look like he's had a lot of work done I don't don't understand I don't understand and he's funny and he's William Shatner and anyway a Christmas horror story it is streaming on Shudder which I talk about Shudder all the time it's like Mm five dollars a month if you like scary movies it is so 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 worth it and they have a whole category on Shudder that are Christmas scary movies. So cool. a Christmas horror story, anthology movie, so good. There's another movie that I've seen advertised before. I never really watched it. Uh, it came out in, I think, like 2020, maybe 2021. It was called Better Watch Out. And it was a very simple premise. It's um, a babysitter coming over to babysit this like kind of preteen, like a kid who's probably too old to have a babysitter, but he has a crush on his babysitter. And it's just, it's the two of them while his parents are out at a party and it's, you know, Christmas time, Christmas decorations everywhere. And essentially there is a killer and it's a survival movie. And it started off by being kind of a typical babysitter thriller slasher. I think I've seen this. I was, is the kid like kind of, is the kid kind of smart? Yes. He's very smart. Okay, I've seen this. I've seen this. And I don't want to ruin the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 There is a twist that I was not expecting and yeah it kept me very entertained the whole time so that one is on Netflix better watch out loved it um and then I've been going back to like OG Christmas horror movies because this is a theme that's been around for a very long time um, oh yeah and there's a movie called Black Christmas have Which you seen one? it the first <laughs> oh, I've one seen, I've, uh-huh I, the original I oh my god that yeah, movie like was 70s, so good. The 70s, the 70s right? yeah, like nineteen seventy six. I'm not sure, but I think that was one of the first slasher movies. Yeah, it is known as the first slasher yeah. movies. The first, mm-hmm. it's, it predates Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth. So it's been, it's been a while, but I think yeah. it isn't it about a sorority. Yes, and it's okay. also the first horror film to ever be based on a college campus. And like nice. in a sorority house. And it has uh right. Margot Kidder, who was isn't, the isn't Andrea Martin in it too? I don't know who that is. Probably she's 
she's been in a ton of movies i think that um she's like the main anyway. girl no so, i think she might I'll, anyway keep telling me and i'll look well margot kidder is the original lois lane from the original superman movie right and she was like you know i loved her as a kid her personal story is really tragic she had a lot of uh substance abuse problems she ended up unaliving herself later but uh, she is so young in this movie. She's like a teenager and she is beautiful and she's funny. And it was really fun to see her like in this era of her life. But yeah, knowing that oh. it was- What? No, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, Olivia Hussey is in that too. And she was Juliet in the like Romeo and Juliet film from like, I think- Right. The, the Franco Zeffirelli one. But Andrea Martin- is in Black Christmas. She played Phyllis Carlson. I don't know who that is. She might have been like the house mother. The house maybe? mother, yes. But uh -huh. she also played Barbara McHenry in the Black Christmas remake. So she's in both of them. Okay. Okay, because yeah. they, they had a remake in like 2006. You would know her if you saw her. She was okay. um, She was in like my, I think she was in my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, um, okay. I think she was like the aunt who was like, I'll make lamb. Like, uh -huh. you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, but she's been in a ton of movies. But I I really did like Black Christmas. I thought it was yeah. cool. What did you like, what did you think of it? Well, first of all, the way they filmed it was really fun. And just having the knowledge that it was the first slasher movie really ever made, uh, they 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 really pushed the envelope. And you can tell how many movies have taken from this film. So just the the perspective yeah. of being from the killer's point of view as they're, you know, walking through the house and killing camera people, work. The, the camera angle and uh, so as a thriller movie, it worked really well. I was watching it with my friend Julia the whole time. We couldn't figure out who the killer was. And we were going from person uh. to person, which was really fun. So that all, that part of the movie is very successful. The 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 ambiance of it, the the like aesthetic of 70s. It's a, it's, yeah, it's like 70s Christmas. It is so satisfying because it's that like old school Christmas vibe. And and just like the sorority house, it's like all dark oak wood everywhere. And like, you know, bulbs that you know are like a hundred degrees and like uh just like so gaudy, but like old school. And then like all the the like 70s posters they have up in their dorm room that are like peace, love, naked hippies, and like it's just mm -hmm. really aesthetically pleasing to just look at for the whole film. We were yeah. we I mean the movie ended and we were like. I liked that so much. Like I, I, I wish that they had come out with like sequel after sequel, but they really didn't. Um, no, I thought it was like a perfect setup for another. I mean, movie, they could have but... done Black Christmas too, Yuletide Carol. Black yeah, Christmas yeah. too. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, holiday sleigh. Exactly. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, just take any lyric from a Christmas. They totally song. could have. Yeah. Um, oh, Black Christmas three, round yon virgin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they, you know, they didn't do anything with it. And um, they did a remake in 2006, which I haven't watched. And I don't think I will. But it has Lacey Chabert in it. Uh, mm. And I don't know. I watched the trailer of it. And I was like, eh, it just isn't the same. But God, it's the not going to have the same kind of feel. It's not. And that, yeah, my sister kept trying to get me to watch Black Christmas. And I, I'm, I can't, it's like those things. I'm so weird about recommendations, which is funny having a recommendation podcast. But like when people recommend things to me and they're like, you will love it. I'm always like, meh, we'll see. But I have to like come at, come at it on my own. And then when I watch it, I'm like, oh my God, they were so right. That was amazing. So yeah. Black Christmas. And then, yeah, those three, I've been really into it. And the next movie I want to watch is called, uh, 
Silent Night, Deadly Night. And that was from the 80s. And there's a Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Um, so that's what I want to... What is that about? It it's about a guy who was um, a Santa like for a mall. And I think he goes crazy and goes on a killing spree. So it's like there's Love a Santa it. killing people through a town. Yeah. Um, you know, wholesome holiday... Yeah. Uh, content. Warm Christmas. Warm Christmas yeah. feeling. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, there was another one I was going to ask you about. Oh, have you heard? I haven't watched it yet, but I, I want to. Have you heard of Violent Night? <laughs> so, yes. I watched it, but I was like falling asleep during it. Okay. I kind of want to watch it. Do you think I should? Or Yeah. I mean, from what I gathered from it, uh, it's... Uh, it. <sighs> It's an action movie. It's not a thriller. Okay. It's not okay. uh it's not suspenseful. It's funny. It has a great cast, but it has like action scenes. It's like bang, 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 bang. So it's it's I'd put more in like a diehard category than like a slasher category. But you'd okay. think that it's kind of more <laughs> of a horror film by the way it's advertised. But like from what I gathered from when I would wake up sometimes and watch some and then fall back asleep, it wasn't it wasn't my vibe. <clears throat> um, there's a movie that came out last year that Scott and I found. I, I don't know. It's streaming somewhere. It might be Amazon Prime. But um, with Scott and I kind of want to watch it. It looks very low budge. <laughs> very indie. But it's basically a remake of A Christmas Carol, right? Uh-huh. But it's about a like a Karen. Oh, amazing. And it's, so it's called a Chris it's called a Christmas Karen. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's such a good idea. Uh, it says Karen is an entitled middle-aged woman whose demanding nature has alienated her neighbors, um, you know, blah blah blah. And so, and the the um, in the trailer, she's got like the man, like let me speak Karen. to your manager haircut, Bob. Uh-huh. She's got sunglasses and a coffee, and she comes up to a little girl who's selling lemonade, and is like, "You can't do this in this neighborhood." <laughs> I, I, how I is that not it. like a popular movie? I want to watch. I know it. Christmas Karen. <laughs> Christmas Karen. God, I want to like turn that into a play. Totally. Ugh, that's awesome. Um, and, th- and then the the tagline for it is God help us everyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, let's let's pop off about a few TV shows. Love it. What have you been okay. watching? I'm curious if you've ever watched the TV show Fargo. No, I have not. Okay. I've not do- do- dove into anything Fargo. Movies, so TV I- Really haven't. So, do you know, like, the movie Fargo with Francis no. McDormand? No. So basically, it's about like this this crime case and these cops who like are really incompetent and just don't like know what they're doing. And they, you know, they have because it's Fargo, North Dakota. They're like, oh no, don't you know? Like they talk mm-hmm. like that, right? And there's like this money buried in the snow, and like they're you know anyway. It's like that's the movie, and it's a Coen Brothers film and whatever. <clears throat> so. The TV show is there's like five seasons. I get I didn't know this, but I guess every season is a different case, a different crime case that takes place near or around North Dakota and has some sort of small link to Fargo, North Dakota. So you don't have to watch any of it, any of the seasons in order. You can just mm-hmm. like start on any season, right? So Juno Temple from Ted Lasso. She stars in the fifth season, along with Jennifer Jason Lee, 
Okay. So Scott and I were like, okay, we kind of want to watch it. So we started watching it. I think there's four episodes out. The first episode was one of the most thrilling, fun, interesting episodes of TV I've seen in a long time. Because mm. it's about, it's about, she she basically gets kidnapped mm-hmm. and escapes. And it's about her whole escape. It's about the cop, like basically trying to help her. The cop gets shot. And she's like, she like is, you know, wrapping up his leg, helping him. Mm. Um, but it's really, really cool. It's really interesting, and it creates a lot of mystery. Um, it's 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 fun. I really am liking it. But what was funny about watching it was I remembered right before we started it that I had seen this weird Japanese movie a while back called Kimiko, the Treasure Hunter. Okay. <laughs> and it's about this woman who's an office worker in Japan, and she's like bored of her life. And the movie is about how she watches the movie Fargo uh, and thinks that it's a documentary. Uh, so she travels to North Dakota to look for this buried money in the snow. Oh, my God. That's literally what the movie's about. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. So anyway, <clears throat> we started watching season five of Fargo. It's great. It's I'm glad that we like I have a new show to look forward to every week mm-hmm. now. Oh, and John Hamm plays the villain in this season. Oh, I love that. I love John Hamm. Yeah, um, it's pretty good so far. So um, anyway, we're also watching Julia, which is in its second season. And I believe it's on HBO Max or Max or whatever they call it now. Is that about Julia Childs? Child? Yeah, it's a TV show about Julia Child and her like, like TV, the creation of her TV show. There's been so um, many like depictions of her in her life. Yeah, um, this one's pretty good. I is like it. it. Um, it, like her husband is played by um is it david hyde pierce is that his name he was Niles in frazier oh yeah yeah uh-huh yeah um it's good i like it a lot it's really well done but it's funny because uh, because it's about a cooking show and it's set in like the 50s 60s or whatever i kept mixing a few of the like plot events up with another show that i watched called lessons in chemistry Okay. With Brie Larson, which oh. is about a woman who's like an uh, incredible, uh, very, very like a, like a genius chemist, um, but she's never given kind of like an opportunity, just whatever. She ends up becoming the host of a cooking show because she also huh. loves to cook, uh-huh. and she kind of infuses um, like politics and feminism into her TV mm. show, and so it's really interesting. That's a great show too, and it just like. Um, got a ton of emmy nominations other than that i've just been like i'm doing an entire like rewatch of star trek discovery of course i'm watching drag race canada mm-hmm. um it's actually been kind of fun this season i like it's it good so season. far yeah um and then you know i started watching the meet the queens for season 16 mm. of drag race but we can maybe we can talk about that next time because yeah i just watched like the the workroom entrances i haven't watched their individual mm-hmm. videos yet but it does look like a very Latina heavy season. So I'm kind of excited about That's that. That's great. <clears throat> yeah. What have you been watching? What shows have you been catching? Well, as someone who has never watched the Squid Games actual show, um, I, wa- I, really? watched, I watched like the first episode of it. And it was in like when my anxiety was still kind of unchecked and I was sensitive to like, like dire situations. So I just, I started it and I was like, I don't know about it. I feel like if I went back now, it'd be fine. I but, think you'd enjoy it now. Yeah. So, but I, 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 
I have to have some shows that are uh, filler shows between waiting for new episodes of the other shows I watch. And mm-hmm. so I, I just put on Squid Game the Challenge. I was like, whatever. Immediately got sucked in. Uh, could not fit, could not stop watching it. Like I had to force myself to turn it off to go to bed. Um, starts off with like 456 people. And I, I know none of the references they're talking about. I don't know what is coming, which was kind of a fun way to watch. But like when they had like a picnic and underneath their food was like hidden marbles and they all like freaked out. They're like, oh no, it's the marbles. I was like, I have literally no idea what you're That was the moment where I was like, no. No, yeah. Yeah. because, because the, I wanted the mom and her son, uh, spoilers, oh, yeah. guys, spoilers. I wanted the mom and her son to like make it. Me too. All the way to the finale. And, I, and when that happened, I was like, nope. You know that just like half of the people are going to be gone. Uh Um, Yeah, it was, you know, it was well made reality. The the um, the like scale of it all was really fascinating to just like take in just how big the spaces were that they had each game. The sets were cool. Uh, So what did you think about their fake like uh, their fake like um, blood packet? Oh, I loved it. I loved it because they they have to pretend to die. Oh my gosh, the 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 in anxiety-ridden Mormon guy who almost threw up 10 times. Oh my god. I had to look away from him because he was driving yeah, me crazy. Too much. And I will say the cookie challenge, seeing everyone lick their cookie and seeing the spit collect in the little tin cans was making yeah. me like I had to look Gross. away. Like I have a weird thing with spit. It was that was that was harder for me to watch than like anything else on the show. I was like, this is actually making me want to vomit. But um, I will say that when I watched it, the thought I had was, I think Michael should audition for this. Oh show. God, I would. I wouldn't make it that far, but I would try. <laughs> I think you would. Why not? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It is. I do enjoy how it's like. Uh, there's no way to know what type of person is going to move forward. There's no like formula for it. You could be literally any person, any age and succeed. Can I tell you what bothered me the most in the show, the whole show? It was the, I don't remember her name, but when they're on the like bridge where they have to jump on the squares. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, not, she won't move forward. Oh my God. Right. And she's like, not basically not being a team player for everyone she's like nope yeah. so she's like being very selfish right then in the next game may is like uh nope sorry i'm gonna call you out because i don't feel like you're being a team player and then they turn on her right now i know and not, I felt... on, and not on the not on the girl who like started the whole thing that girl got away with being so shady which like oh, yeah like and I get it. Like it's a game, and you want to. But there's a time and a place to be shady, and there's a time where you can just be like, you know what? No, I need to save myself. But like, there's also yeah. a time where like, okay, if you're gonna be this, this outright against like helping each other out, then like even if you survive, if anyone has any chance to take you down, they're just gonna take you down. Yeah. So like you're setting right. yourself up for failure. You might as well just like be a part of the team, go with the rules you guys all decided, and like hope for the totally. best um because yeah when it dwindles down you eventually are like i can't be on any alliances like it's it's do or die but uh yeah yeah i really liked it i um i love the people who and uh, who are like the last three yeah um, i really really love who it ended with um so Me too. yeah highly recommend that show and they're casting for season two right now i don't know 
with my like sleeping problems being in that that slumber um... room i i just like i could see myself like never getting sleep and it being like a real problem like yeah like affecting you like i cannot imagine having to be in a room with like not 400 people because by the time it's the first night it's already down to like 180 but like 180 people oh my gosh in yeah, one room it, sleeping it's a lot oh the other guy who i couldn't stand was the one who would not stop talking about how god chose him oh my god he uh, i was like uh, well god number... you know what god god chose you to get sunk in a battleship baby right like yeah. <laughs> um he was number uh 456 terrible um, yeah, he was. I I love the guy who was really messing with him, being like, um, calling him a frat boy or something, and he was getting so oh, yeah. like, like triggered by it, and he was like, yeah, it I was know. like I'm gonna hit you when I get out of here. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, there was some really interesting people that were fun to see kind of unravel, but like the experiment side of it of like never seeing daylight, being in just like fluorescent lighting for like over a week at least. Yeah. Um, I don't know about it. I don't know about it. I don't think I could. Um, I don't know. I wonder if the person who won thinks it was worth it. <laughs> I know. I know. I heard that that person has not received their money yet, according to TikTok. And wow. they filmed this like back in February. So they need to pay her, especially if they want people to like take the second season seriously. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, I I loved it. I highly recommend it. Oh. There's another show that I watched that I'm not sure if you would get into, but it was fascinating to watch from a production standpoint, like a production point of view. Mm -hmm. It was a quote unquote reality competition show. And I'm using quote marks because they take these like five Korean comedians. (laughs) They put them in a room to watch speed dating. Right. And then, yeah. And then, did I tell you about this? No, but I've so. heard about it. So, dur- well, during the speed date, one of the women on the speed date starts eating the guy. And all of a sudden, it's like a zombie outbreak. Oh, this is not what I've heard of. No, it's called Zombieverse. Okay. It's fascinating because then all of a sudden, like, it's basically like episode one. Survive. <laughs> and then they have to, like, run away from zombies. Oh, my God. And then episode two is like, they get to a grocery store and it's like, okay, your new challenge is get supplies from this grocery store without getting bit by a zombie. What? And there's like, obviously, so these comedians know, obviously, that zombies aren't real. Right. But they're like playing along. And there's people pretending to be zombies there. Yes. Gotcha. And if you get bit, you then have to pretend that you're turning into a zombie. Oh my and, God. And all of a sudden your face is like fucked up and whatever, right? So what's crazy is that I'm like watching this and I'm like, wait, did production be like, all right, guys, you got bit, pause. We got to pause here. Get the prosthetics. Yeah. Yes. So it's cr- And the, what's funny is that like, there's they're in a situations that are like really intense and dire, but they like break character and start laughing. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, like, <laughs> they can't help it. Yeah. So it was actually really interesting and really funny to kind of watch and, and, and exciting in terms of like, all right, now now we've got supplies. So now our new our new challenge is get to a car, get to a truck with our supplies without getting bit by zomp. You know what I mean? Or whatever. It was really interesting. It was what kind is of that fun. called? It's called Zombieverse. And what is that on? It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. That sounds really you fun. should you should give it a chance because it's kind of funny. Like I am into it. <laughs> um anyway, yeah. Fun. 
So what else um, are you watching? The only other thing is the first part of season six of The Crown has come out. Uh, and I've been anticipating this for a very long time because I'm a... Is it five or six? Or is it five? Must Is it five? I think it's six. It might be... I think it's six. Because I think it's two seasons per cast. Okay, and this will be the right. second yeah, yeah, season yeah, with yeah. this cast. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, it they've... It's very heavily into Princess Di, which is makes a lot of sense. And I, I love yeah. the actress who played her. And it's like, you know, it, it's such an essential part of the story of the, the royals. But I do kind of miss like the story centered around the queen and her family and her sister. And uh, that's why her, Scott's not really getting into it, because he's like, I don't he's like, I want to know about the queen. I don't want to know about Diana. I know. I know. It's like it, it's just a different show. It's it's a different uh, take on the royal family. Uh, but the royal family are all kind of side characters. Now it's all about Princess Di. Um, That's which... what I mean. Is like in the trailer for the next part of it, it's like really heavily on like William, and I'm like, I don't, I don't Ugh. care about. That. Yeah, who cares? That. That's like our lifetime. Um, yeah, because part of why I love the Crown so much is just hearing stories and seeing these people who I've always heard of, but like hearing stories that I've never heard before and like context of things that I've kind of heard about but didn't know a lot about. But I guess like. You know, if right. you're a Gen Zer, you probably don't know a lot about Princess Di. Like that might be a huge revelation of like, wow, I had no idea Princess Di was such yeah. a big deal. Um, but the lady who plays her, um, Elizabeth Debicki, she mm-hmm. is next level. She nails Princess Di so well. She was in a Marvel movie. She was uh in Oh, she Gar- was in Guardians. Yes, she was like the gold lady. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Guardians of the Galaxy. My friend Frank was like, you know, she's going to play Princess Di in the crown. And they knew this like that long ago, like five years ago. And I was like, no, like what? Yeah. And it, it, so it's still really good. It's very well made. And um, it's sad, though. Like this season is obviously yeah. spoiler. She dies. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a lot about that and the backlash of that happening. So but well, so here's what I find crazy is that the guy who isn't like the showrunner for the crown. Mm-hmm. before the crown he made a movie with helen mirren where she played mm. the queen and the movie oh. is called the queen the queen yeah and and it's about the week that princess diana died and oh, how wow. like huh and so i'm like so is this just is this season just a remake of that movie you made like yeah you know what I mean? so he's already an expert on the topic and he's That's already kind of done but, it but, yeah and i'm like i've already seen your version of this huh That's interesting yeah, yeah. and so it is. I. I mean, I will watch every episode right away, mainly because, um, you know, it's the last episodes of this show, and it's been such a powerhouse of a TV show. Yeah. And and like it's really, it's been one of Netflix's strongest shows they've ever had. So, um, you know, the part two yeah. comes out, uh, like next week in mid December. So, it's mm. gonna be uh bittersweet to finish out the show because it's been really fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, The Crown season six. I gotta catch one. up a little bit because I have seen all of it except for this this new part. Yeah, well, me and Michael were hungover from our uh, holiday parties two in a row, and Sunday we watched the entire part one <laughs> of season six laying down. Um, anyway, nice. yeah, let's talk about music. What are you listening to? Let's pop off about music. <clears throat> I mean, all I listen to is K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got Jungkook's new solo cd it's called golden okay I like when i say i got it i literally went to target to like buy it because it comes in like a, can you see this like green box right here with gold letters mm-hmm. 
So that's what it comes in. It's like a nice box and it comes with a photo book. It comes with like stickers. It comes with like a whole bunch of things. So like when they release albums, they come in a nice thing. So it's almost like a collector's thing, right? Fun. I don't know if you've heard any of his new, of, of his album, but it's, a, it's an English album. And I think you'd like it. Like, I know, cause I, okay. like, I know you listen to a lot of music and that you have pretty varied taste and, you know, but I'm going to send you a few songs and just do it. Just, just listen to them. I think you yeah. like really kind of jam out to them. Sure. Um, but I, but I do think it's a cool album. Like Sean Mendes wrote one of the songs on it. Fun. Um, and so it kind of has that kind of sound. Um, but yeah, they're fun. Um, and then the only other thing is that it, it was a movie I went and saw with my friend Travis, but we went to see a concert, a filmed concert of the band NCT, their K-pop band, but there's what like 20 for? members in it. Neo culture technology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, neuro um, like neuro culture? Neo. Neo culture technology. Yeah. And so there's, so NCT is like, I'm not going to get this wrong. Someone's going to be like, Terry, no. But NCT has like a crap ton of members and it's had different members over the years. But be, but from those members, they pull like five of them and they're going to be in a subgroup called Wavy. And then hmm. five other ones are going to be a subgroup called NCT 127. So like they make music <laughs> and then NCT makes music. But then, you know, so like it's crazy to try to follow. But the three bands like did a concert together and they filmed it. And it's interesting to watch just because it's in like one of the biggest arenas I've ever seen. Mm. And there's like millions of people like screaming and whatever. And I'm like, I don't like, we don't, it's a totally different world. You know what I mean? Like it's a band that like you have, you probably never heard of. Right. So, yeah, like, yeah. And then to know that it has that many fans and that it's such a thing. I literally went Christmas shopping today and at like four different stores in the mall, they had like an end cap of just K-pop stuff. Huh. And, and half of it was NCT stuff. And I was like, cool. this is crazy. It's starting to like really kind of enmesh like itself. Break into, into America. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, but of course, when I watched it, I was like, oh, I recognize like maybe two of these songs. Now I have like four more favorite songs. And of course, now I have like three favorite members. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. It was really fun to watch. It was a cool concert. I love that. Um, but that's what I've been listening to. What about you? Well, I will mention one thing that I just thought of now. Speaking of watching concerts, I did go to the Renaissance uh, oh. tour in the movie theaters after having gone to the concert down in the VIP uh, pit. Um, so watching Ooh. it, I know, and we also were like, pounding white claws so it was like fun to watch the movie and be like oh yeah i can tell i can like kind of remember this like as the as the movie went on i'm like oh it's good to watch this again because i was like getting kind of drunk but uh we went to watch it. i love that beyonce is charging like 25 dollars to go to the movie theater i'm like would do it like this is a full-on experience yeah. and it's really fun it was fun for us to relive it but like if anyone didn't get a chance to go to Renaissance, it was, which most people didn't, but like, it's a great way to go and experience it on a big screen. And it has a lot of the documentary sides of the the show and just like comprehending the, the, like the, the, the size of it all was wild. Like yeah. it took her four years to plan and prepare this Renaissance tour. And she had dozens of different designs of what she wanted to do. And she was very in control of every aspect of it. And it's just, Beyonce has just really uh, gone to this next level of from being a, a pop star or even from being a singer or even from being like a performer 
to now she is like a businesswoman and she is a, a, a an art director. She's a film director. Like she directed this film. She oh, is the cool. only director of it. And she uh, put it out so soon after the concert tour ended. So she's producing so much content, uh, which is just really admirable. And the movie really uh, encapsulated the the fandom of the Renaissance tour, particularly because it was such a queer show. And it talked a lot about the people that she had involved. And she really brought like people from the ball scene from the 80s into the show. A lot of them performed on yeah. tour. Um, it was really, really fun and really emotional and um, a cathartic experience. So I highly recommend it. And nice. then the only other thing I want to talk about for music is another Christmas fringe thing instead of uh, just listening to regular Christmas music. Yeah. I just have to really take a moment to endorse RuPaul's Christmas music <laughs> because she's had because so, there's a good amount of it. She's had four Christmas albums, four, and the first nice. one was, was called Ho Ho Ho, and it came out in <laughs> in 1997. And I was just kind of looking more into it today, but I didn't know that like RuPaul recorded Ho 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 in her living room with Michelle Visage, and it was just the two of them messing That's around. Great. And the album they recorded it over three days. Most of it is covers of Christmas songs. And the album did really, really well when it came out. So in 2023, they just came out with a remastered version of Ho 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 with a couple of oh, additional wow. songs. Yeah. And like you listen to it and you can really just feel RuPaul and Michelle just like having fun and like them in the 90s just playing around with Christmas music. But it also is really catchy cool. and lighthearted. Yeah, it just it's like a slice of RuPaul and Michelle Visage that we don't get to see that often. And it's the two of them collaborating on a project before Drag Race. So it's it's fun to listen to. But then, um, so she came out with Ho Ho Ho, and then um, she came out with one in 2015 called Sleigh Bells. And then the one that I first noticed was called Christmas Party in 2018. And that became the soundtrack to My Christmas that year and years mm. going forward. There's like three songs on it, especially just the song Christmas Queen is so good i mean me and michael listen to it and we have like a dance to it like it is so fun it's the only it is the number one only christmas song i will listen to that is not during christmas time like it'll be summertime and i'll put on christmas queen on my way out to the beach and like blast it and love it it's That's just a great. fun dance song <clears throat> uh so she just came out why with isn't another... there like a big why isn't there like a big budget rupaul christmas special well, they they did that one episode for yeah, but it's not which was not it. If you want something fun to put on, you can put on uh on YouTube. It's called a green screen Christmas, and it's just RuPaul and Michelle Visage in front of green screen green screens. But like Latrice Royale will pop in, and like Raven will pop in, and Go Go Dancers will be in it, and it's just them going through like a lot of fun Christmas songs, and it goes for like an hour and a half, and it is so much it. fun. Like if you have a Christmas party, put that on the screen in the background. It's like the perfect thing to have on. Uh, so that's nice. a green screen Christmas. But then RuPaul just came out with another Christmas album this year. So she came out with the Ho 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 remastered, but then she also came out with an album called Essential Christmas. And it's RuPaul, it's like a best of, like it's like a best hits of her Christmas songs. So if you just want to listen to like a fun RuPaul Christmas <clears throat> album that like samples all of her work, Essential Christmas, it's on Spotify. And there's a couple new songs on it. The first song is called New Year and it's so good. Um, but RuPaul and Christmas is just this perfect marriage because 
RuPaul's interpretation of Christmas is my interpretation of Christmas. It's campy, it's silly, it's all about having fun and having a party and being yeah. nostalgic. So RuPaul gets it. She understands the assignment. She doesn't take it too seriously. And she puts out, it's, it's really smart of her to do. So uh, if you get tired of like the regular Christmas songs, but you want to listen to something a little festive, put that on. It's do, awesome. Do you know which album of hers has the, hey sis, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> Let me cross you off of your wish list. Uh, list yeah. <laughs> uh, that's on uh, Christmas Party 2018. Because Santa Claus, I get a witness. And I have the best Christmas that ever existed. Resisted. Yeah, no, I <laughs> okay. love that song. Hey sis, it's um, Christmas. I lied. There's one more thing I have been listening to. What? Shares Christmas album. <laughs> I haven't turned that on yet. It's pretty great. I bet it I is. love it. I mean, of course, that's it is. all I'm gonna say. It's yeah. pretty great. I love it's, it. Her her song, um, DJ play a Christmas song. Oh my is god, amazing! Yeah. Um, I will <laughs> say too, like if you're wanting just like chill Christmas Christmas music in the back, I might be like late to the game, but like just putting on lo-fi Christmas. Like, do you ever listen to lo-fi music? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah lo-fi christmas channel is so good like it's lo-fi music but it's like it's like remixed in with christmas songs spotify lo-fi christmas it'll be like the peanut song but like lo-fi it's great yeah. love it um anyway well i think that's all we have for now <laughs> yay thank you oh for i felt like us. i just like got all that out of me needed yeah. to talk about it needed to pop off we needed to Okay. Well, yeah. All thanks right. for joining thanks for us. Joining and then us. coming soon, we're going to talk about the new Britney book, which has been out for a while, but we'll talk about right, a woman so in need. Stay tuned. And we're going to dive into Christmas movies. Yeah, we are. All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.